0: Podcast part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package, but that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated, and right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a thing we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs.
1: <laughs> it's the fat back four. <laughs> it's the third attempt. Marty, come here and you. Um, are you happy with
2: that point?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was the first five times, but I hate that anymore. Um, yeah, no, um, Yeah, the perspective needed. It's, um, it's, uh, it's a good point after a really difficult run of fixtures. You know, it's a pretty... I mean I thought it was a bit of a nothing game really it looked like two kg kg teams that didn't want to lose before the international break um, obviously with the penalty towards the end it felt like a it felt like a a really big point but yeah I mean like I said after Chelsea away Spurs away you know a couple of other you know little aways in there like Leicester Palace I'm, I'm delighted still joint top so we'll go from there good stuff
1: Ma. are you happy with that point I know you've answered this three times but I'm going to ask you again <laughs>
4: No, I'm absolutely disgusted. Move on. Beforehand, that
1: you were um, more than happy with a point before the game. Um, You're still like that now, aren't you?
2: Um, Grand, mate. Top, top point in my eyes, uh, considering all the circumstances. Uh, A lot of fatigue in those legs. Napoli fucking worked us over the weekend um, and midweek. Made us run a lot. um, So, yeah onto onto I think onto uh, um, much much easier set of fixtures after the international break much needed international break so yeah happy with the point and we and we keep our position near near enough around at the top of the table
1: yeah joint top with Chelsea and City all on twenty points after today's games um, Matt I'm going to come back to you. the lineup um, there's been a lot made over Cape's injury in Napoli during the week um, would he start would he be back would he be in the squad um, it turns out that he's on the bench but the big one I suppose is Gomez in for Trent um, was that something you seen coming was it something you agreed with or would you would you have held on to Trent for I know I suppose he's better attack wise than Gomez was it something that surprised
4: you uh, it's so hard to say because we just don't know what, what we're seeing in training Trent's played a lot of uh, a lot of games in the summer he's come back he's played every, pretty much every game for us he might be knackered we, we never know uh, Lovren is perfectly capable of coming in and playing alongside bVD we know he plays well when he plays alongside them so it, it we we've had such a tough run of fixtures we've had to rotate um and we've probably Klopp's hands probably been forced he's he, i don't think he's one who wants to change his back five too much anyway but if Trent is looking leggy in training <clears throat> then he's still a young lad we can't we can't put him through that look I know it's a bit dramatic, but look what happened to Michael Owen as a young lad when he was put through it all. We need to, we forget how young he is because of how well he's playing. We still need to look after this lad. So if he needs a break, then yeah, fair enough. Bring Lovren in to, to have the break. Uh, Kaiser, again, it's a risk. They they didn't find anything, but with the back, it's, it's it's complicated anyway. So if there's any kind of risk, give him give him a rest. <coughs> um. The only thing with midfield is we, we all know it's lacking a bit of creativity. City do tend to uh, can be got at from someone in that number eight role who, who powers through, and that's kind of what Kaiser could have given us. But at the end of the day, tough. I, I've tried giving up uh, double guessing cloth these days. He, he knows exactly what he's doing, he sees them in training when we don't, and he's made his decisions, and I'm happy with it.
1: Yeah, Marty. Um I suppose we, we watched the game here against Napoli on Wednesday night, and a couple of the lads commented on Trent. Not so much defensively, I thought it was a really open game on Wednesday night, but going forward, he just looked a little bit off it. Um, do you think that might have been something to come into it? Like, like Matt said, he could be a little bit leggy, It was just one game too much, because of the World Cup, you have to remember. But um, do you think that might have been in, in Klopp's thoughts that, look, he's just that little bit off, but we go a little bit more solid, you know, with Gomez there, and, and we got we go from there? What, what was your thinking on it?
3: yeah I think it was um a, an article came out just before kick off. i think it was from um from dave Maddock, um and it was just a, a kind of underlined why um you know why Trent weren't playing i mean he he was you know wouldn't play punches he wasn't very good Wednesday night against Napoli, he was poor like you said his deliveries were off he was rushing them he was putting them into Rosette he wasn't very good, and I think this article from Dave Maddock said that you know, Klopp really analysed the whole performance, not just Trent, but as a team, I think, you know, they kind of looked at it. And Trent was just knackered. Um, you know, in Klopp felt, you know, there's no point in risking him when we've got no adequate replacement. I mean you could have um you know, the natural one would have been Klein. I would have thought Bob's well, he wasn't even on the bench so I don't really know what's going on with him. But, you know, it it works, you know, I think we all need to kind of learn just to trust Klopp now. You know, I have my questions beforehand, you know, they will wasn't necessarily because I think Lovren was bad. I just thought you know he's not played much football since he's come back from the World Cup and his injury. And obviously City is a big one to come back into after you know that Chelsea performance in the Cup. But um, yeah, well, I was all for, for giving Trent a rest. I agree with Matt. You know I think you've got to look after these young players. You know they they will try and play every single game because you know they're young and they want to. But absolutely right decision. Obviously I think Lovren played really well and Gomez obviously slotting into right back done well. So. Klopp knows his team better
0: than any
1: of us do, and if he thinks that's what needs to be done, then then so be it. Yeah, absolutely. Grizz, um one of our, a close friend of ours, uh, Shane Davron also known as Clavo, told us the team news earlier this morning and you robbed it and pretended to be your own. Um <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> when when you got that team news off, Clavo at ten o'clock this morning, what did you think of it? Um Yeah, I th-
0: look, I, I personally thought um Trent would rest on on
2: was it Tuesday, we played or Wednesday? Wednesday, wasn't it? Yeah. So I, I thought I thought Wednesday was the time to rest Trent personally. I was at uh, you know I was pretty sure that Klein would come in. You know, away to Napoli. Um, we're not expected. To, our, our our fullbacks are not really expected to bump forward, which is Trent's main strength. I thought it would have been a nice time to give him a rest. He played, and by all aspects, he played pretty pretty poorly. Um, I read somewhere he gave the ball away 17 times, young Trent. Um, and you just can't do that to teams like uh, uh, against teams like City. So maybe that played a, a part in Klopp's thinking. I mean, I think I think I think Trent was has been looking leggy in the last couple of games, and it's only really natural. as a kid, and he's been playing non-stop. Do you know what I mean? Um, every, near enough. I think he's played every single yeah. he's played every single league game. Um. Yeah, I thought it was a bit of a surprise. You know, I, I did tweet in the morning. So I thought it was a bit of a surprise by changing two positions in the back four. I mean, the simple one would have been just bringing Klein, as Marty says. That's just a position
4: change, but um, it was
0: Klein can't Italian. play on
4: Sundays. Hey, eh? Klein can't play on Sundays. He does balloons on a Saturday night. That
0: explains
2: it. That explains it. Then, yeah, that explains it basically. So. It was only only natural to bring in Gomez at right back, who doesn't do balloons on Saturday night.
1: Yeah. um, No, I'm I'm not getting involved in any balloon culture or any sort of balloon chat. I think Marty's gone. I think that's it. Marty's finished. On to the game. Um, You know, we're looking to come out, I suppose, strong. We always do against teams, but... Matt, was there an element of, I suppose, respect between both sides? Because I've seen games between these two, and they're a million miles an hour, and there's you know superb football all around. Did you get the impression from the start both teams were a little bit standoffish? There was a lot of respect there between both sides.
4: Yeah, I don't think it was a, a by coincidence either. Our, our midfield, our midfield definitely not as uh, forward-thinking as usual. So that's one thing, but they definitely, definitely sat back a little. Uh, but they had a bit more protection for their defence, and their line was nowhere near as high. So it was a m- more cagey out, uh, cagey affair. It felt like a bit more like the Chelsea match, if anything. Which the matches versus Chelsea are, are usually like that. But <clears throat> as you said, City is usually open. But I think Peps pulled them back a bit. He, he knows what can happen to him. He knows Klopp's got his number at Anfield when he comes out and attacks like he does. So he's sat his, uh, his line back about 10 yards and he's kept at least one, maybe two uh, midfields in front of them as well. And then just let the attackers do the attacking. And that's kind of what we got stuck with doing <clears throat> by default with the midfielders that we picked.
1: Yeah, um, Bobby, I think it's for Hassan says here that the, the amount of respect shown Man City showed us today shows how far we've come. Yeah, I'm going to get on to that later because I, I think it's a great point. But, uh, Marty, as Matt says there, there was a lot of respect shown um, by both sides, probably slightly deeper lines, you know, not as gung-ho, because usually when these two teams go together, they just go head-on, collide, and and see what comes out. But well, we've seen it in the game so far. But Matt's right, Klopp has his number, and he has his number <clears throat> away from home as well, you know, in the European Cup last season. And, and the 5-0, okay, I thought we had a better side before we got a man down, but he does seem to have his number. Did, did Pep play a different game today, Matt? Marty where although he's dropping deep and giving respect, he's probably trying to lure us in and try to hit us on the break. Uh
3: yeah, he played a more rigid formation. Um I think one thing you look at obviously with Pep similar to us, their fullbacks are always always bombing forward. And I think you look at Kyle Walker today. Um I think Kyle Walker played more of a right centre back role than than a fullback. Um he Pet did not want to commit forward. It was k. It was cagey on both sides, and you know, I think, like Matt said, you know, we kind of got got lured into it because we didn't get the space in behind. They they dropped their line ten yards deeper, so we didn't have our space to play our normal game. He didn't really want to commit, um, and I think if you had said to Pep, you know, Pep knows he comes and plays plays the Man City way. They get beat, you know, nine times out of ten they get beat. Um, I think what we saw today was two of the best teams in the league um, that have evolved massively since last season. I think, you know, people were talking quite a lot about Guardiola's side saying, oh, you know, they shipped four. But, you know, let's not forget we also shipped three against them. And it was clean seats both sides. Both of them respected each other. Um, and I think in the in seasons gone by, or well, certainly last season, it was just a case of whoever, you know, throwing punches and whoever not landed the knockout blow, which, you know, can come from either side. It was two calculated performances they both i think were happy with the draw um and you know they they show a lot of respect for each other and for each other's teams um and I think they're both like i said both tried to get into the international break with a, with a draw out of it
1: um Grace, Marty says something there that they, they both take a draw <coughs> excuse me or they probably both both take a draw because this' international break and it, is it is it a big deal Grace going in here and not being behind your challengers or your your you know the people that the teams you see as your main challenges is it is it in the psyche now that we're not behind this, you know, for both sides? You know, because Man City could be looking at going, we go in three points behind this and, you know, the circus around Liverpool will kick off or vice versa. If City go three points clear, you know, everyone saying, oh, there they go again, pulling ahead before an international break. Do both teams take the draw grids and psych- psychologically still in it and still happy?
2: Yeah, I think it's a huge gap. I think it's huge Going into the international break, as I said, we go back to our our, our pod that we done about five weeks ago, four or five weeks, where we said, well, we if we hit that international break after the set of fixtures that we've had, and we're sort of around City, you know, give or take two three points, we will be happy with that. And considering that we're, I think we're, we're level with points with them, I think it's huge. I think I think the timing of this game in terms of both teams having uh, played their full strength near enough in midweek. It was inevitable, it wasn't gonna be a gung-ho type game. Well I thought I knew I, I thought I thought it's not gonna be a gung-ho game anyway. I mean anyone who thought it was gonna be sort of um an end to end thriller sort of you know, chances Galo score. I think I think was naive because I think we've finally got that respect that sort of these teams have given us where we're the real deal now and people have realized that even even a manager sort of like Pep who doesn't care about the opposition suddenly cares suddenly cared today. His full-backs were, as Carl Walker, near enough played as a third centre-back. You know, the, the Mendy fellow on the left is known to be flying up and down the left. He didn't really get past um, Sterling much. You know, he, he played very conservatively. So I think we are in their psyche, we are in their minds that, OK, this year is not going to be a foregone conclusion like last season. So I think Strategically, both teams would definitely have taken a point before the before the game, and, and, and that's how it found down in the end. Yeah, um, I'm going to
1: move through the game, right, um, Marty? I'll come back to you uh, just on the half hour. James Milner has to go off with an injury, and we bring on Keita. Um Again, going back to going back to the aftermath of the Napoli game, I, I thought Milner was the dead certain in sentiment field. You could have made arguments against Winaldum, you could have made arguments against Henderson, Keita, there was talk of, do we throw Shakiri in there and, and, and go balls out? But um, when this injury happens to Milner and Kate is coming on, are you are you happy or are you thinking, oh, he's the one kind of motivator, I suppose, and, and sets a tempo in midfield? Were you wary of the substitution? Despite despite Kate, you know, the class he has, and, and although he hasn't hit the ground running, he's a very, very good player. Were you a little bit worried when this substitution has to happen on 29, 30 minutes?
3: Uh, yeah, purely for the fact that you know the team will have been working with that formation with those players from Thursday to Saturday. That is the game plan. And when you lose a player that early, there's not a planned substitution. You know, it does affect the game plan. Now, Cater and Milner are two different players. And Klopp, you know, Klopp actually summed it up perfectly after the game. Um, you know, when he talked about Cater and he also mentioned Fabinho and the new other uh, new players at like Shakira, etc. Um, you know, he said he's purposely kept these this three in the midfield because. It's a difficult one of fixtures, and basically wants to keep it simple. They know the way he works, and they can implement his game plan better than the new, you know, the new players. They need to learn, need to learn the press, you know, learn the way he play, learn the transition from defence to attack. Um, so when you lose Milner, um, you know he's been here, you know, obviously even before Klopp, you know, it's a, it's a big loss in the game, like City. You know, we, it's clear that. That Klopp wanted to keep it, you know, keep it tight at the back, you know, keep out both the silvers, and, and you know, with Milner, he just, you know, he's, he's a he's a fine line, isn't he? He Just gets better with age. He doesn't stop running, and he's just he's a beast, isn't he? He gets back well, you know, he seems to go forward well. Um, and he was looking what he was covering the left channel quite a lot. I noticed as well when Robertson was getting forward, and I think. With Kater you know, it's it's clear that ability-wise, you know, he's nice touches, can pick a pass, but at the moment, he just doesn't seem to have the energy to get up and down the field as well as the other guys. Um, so, I mean, I think whatever player you lose, there's not a plan for shooting that early It's going to affect your game plan, and I think it did, unfortunately. But, um, but you know, the, the Kater will get there. You know, once once Cate is and firing and he's learned the system, you know, he's going to be a beast. Um, but yeah, it got him, but it's part of football, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, my, uh, Marty's day is a little bit pessimistic, I suppose, when, when the substitute has to happen. I was trying to convince myself that he comes on, he's a different sort of player to Milner, and he might be that player that we were talking about pre-game, you know, the player that from the A position, as they call it, bursting and, burst and through and, and running at them. Were you trying to convince yourself of the same, or were you a little bit worried that the loss of Milner?
4: I have absolutely no no issue with Naby Kaiser coming on to replace James Milner. No. Fuck off! <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not
1: saying you have an issue with, with him
4: coming on. I'm just saying, the, the, listen, the, the, Milner's the, a good player. He's very limited. Naby Kaiser is going to be an outstanding player. He just we just haven't seen it yet. Uh, if it was last season and we were there and we were bringing someone like. I don't know, Lallana or someone else on, then yeah, there's an issue. Right now where we have the squad that we have, have, I've got no issue for it. He didn't do, I thought he took a little bit of time to get into the game. I think he struggled first half. Uh, We grew into a little bit more second half, but he didn't do anywhere near as well as I wanted him to. But at the time of coming on, I, I didn't even bat an eyelid. I was absolutely fine with it. That's why we spent the money on him.
1: Yeah, no, I, I was, I was just <coughs> look, I've no doubts over Naby Keita. Don't just no, just right. <laughs> well, I've no, I've no issue over Naby Keita. Um, it was just the makeup of the midfield when he comes on. You know, we obviously tried to go solid there. Like Stephen Kingsbury there says, uh, the midfield are probably letting us down a little bit. Hard work and but a lack of guile. and that's what I was thinking when when Keita comes on. Could he, could he supply that? Um, Grizz, you love Naby Keita. Um, you love James Milner what what's your take on it, how are not you not everyone. When it comes on not
4: everyone
1: everyone that's that's a fucking lie. Also,
4: also i I want to jump in before Chris bores us um <laughs> like you don't you don't wish never wish uh injury on anyone never at all, but if Milner is out for the next game, it may be a blessing in disguise that Klopp's hand is forced kind of like what happened with gomez that's how I'm thinking he was forced to play Gomez and look where it's ended up. Klopp loves Milner I, like, I love Milner um, you know exactly what you're getting from him and, and he's, he's just one of them really honest players he, he, he's not going to fucking <clears throat> spin the game on his head but he'll, he'll do what you know he's going to do but in forcing his hand to play Keita Wow how many books are you going to do? So oh. Forcing his hand to play Keita it, it could be a blessing in the skies because now he's kind ca- if he isn't yet, he's got to give him minutes. And and minutes is
0: what he probably needs. Go on, Chris. Go on, Chris. Go on. Yep. It's all, the floor
1: is all yours, Chris. Well, I don't
2: know what the question was. You're
1: going to... I'm going to smoke while you answer this. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh no! just w- when Navi Keita comes on, are you worried about the make-up of the midfield? Are you thinking he could give us that bit extra? Are you worried about Milner being lost? And, and you know, like he's, as I said before, he set the tempo... He, he gets around, he gets in, he, he gets in on teams, and, and he, he presses really well. How, when you see that substitution having to happen, I just want to know how you're feeling with... I yourself. was
2: slightly worried. I was slightly worried, I'm not going to lie, because um, even though, as we've, we all agree and most people agree, Nabi Kater will be and is a fantastic player for Liverpool, um, but you just can't underestimate the role of Milner in a clock team. I mean, he just knows. He's almost like a Klopp's lieutenant, sort of on the pitch. He knows where to be, he knows when to press, how to press, who to sort of. And he and, and he's like sort of another captain. I know Henderson's got the, the 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 armband, but Milner does a lot of talking on the pitch, and he's very vocal. He knows where to be, you know, in the right positions. From that aspect, I did worry against a team like City's midfield, where they're just the positions that the two Silvers were taking up in that midfield I was slightly worried especially coming off Cater's mystery injury or whatever injury it was or was he injured and we don't know what kind of fitness levels he was at I mean apparently he only trained fully yesterday Saturday so you know I was slightly concerned but then there was this sort of the ambitious the adventurous side of me was saying maybe Cater is the one that's going to unlock this defense and sort of be the creative spark so um but yeah, now overall, as Matt says, he's done all right. I think he was a bit. I think he's definitely playing within himself, though. He's. I think he's petrified of making a mistake. It seems that way anyway. He just wants to play percentage balls at the moment, which is not really his game. He's. He's a far more progressive, creative player.
1: Thanks for that, Chris. I'm at the Ardeny Big Shop on Tesco online there, with your are answering that. Um, come here. Um, I need
2: one. My new gaff?
1: Do you? How is the new gaff? Show up, pal. Andy prefers Thank your old you. one. Eh? Andy prefers your old one.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. Well, Andy ain't been to this one. When he comes down, he'll, he'll appreciate it more. Um, half time, we get to half time, nil all. It's a, it's a, I think it's a fairly even first
1: half, in fairness, you know, and even the stats show that, you know, shots, possession. See, you probably have a bit more possession in the first half, but actually evens it out over the whole game. Ma, going into the second half, are you thinking more of the same here? keep it as it is and you know literally uh, I don't know play a bit of Russian roulette with this game and just see where it goes or are you looking for a change in the way we play or personnel what way are you going into the second half?
4: Nah I mean I thought we'd done pretty well in the first half myself I think yeah carry on as it is we are coming to the end of a hefty enduring um, bunch of fixtures so we needed to stay a bit more reserved a bit more compact and maybe wait for that one little piece of genius or a, a salad run through and <clears throat> yeah I, I was happy i was happy with how the whole game played out but going into second half which was your question yeah keep it as it is keep going um
1: barry tucker says uh, that phil is on a mad one that's phil casey of the lsc day trip he's decided to come on and uh just throw up his feelings on NFL football on the chat and what people think of the of the NFL football. Um, Phil, from all of us, uh, would you ever fuck off you? with your NFL? Um, back to it, Grizz, going into the second half, are you and Matt more of the same? You know, no. is there anything you'd look to change? Because I, I'm looking at a at halftime so thinking a very even game. Um, not many chances, not many chances despite de- decent play from both sides. Are you thinking... Go all out, or are you thinking, no, how, you know, keep what you have and and keep progressing and, and play it nearly in ten-minute blocks and see where we get.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what it was. I mean, you know, it, it was a cagey affair. It was, wasn't it? There was hardly any shots on target, hardly any clear-cut chances. Um, it was just, it was just both teams were sort of waiting for a, a counter-attack at where sort of they can. Um, create expect one of the one of the uh, creative players to create a chance or a goal. I mean, I thought both defenses. You've got to give credit to their defense as well. Um, you know, we a lot of lot. There's always a bit of criticism for the Man City defense. I thought they played really well. I mean, John Stones and Laporte were quite solid. Carl Walker and even Mendy, who a lot of people criticize, say he's just a he's just a, a winger. He's not very good defensively. He Actually, was very good defensively. And and you've got to give our boys credit at the back as well. I thought. You know the usual hoo ha about Lovren stepping in in the morning and Gomez switching to right back. You know I thought I thought we were fairly solid. So it was it was mainly a game of defenses on top, and um, you know the midfields kind of just nullified each other, didn't they? So yeah, I thought we'd just keep it as it going, and then if if someone sort of takes an opportunity, I thought there'll be one goal in it. But no, nah, neither, neither team took it, uh, took the opportunities.
1: Marty, um, Matt is the. Ultimate positive super fan. He's like Andy. Andy's beside me here in the studio, and uh, he's like Andy super fan. Um, Grizz is just a two all merchant every fucking game. Um, so you've you both ended the spectrum there. Where do you sit with coming, going into the second half? Are you more with Grizz? Um, you know mm, he's not too sure. Are you are you with Matt more of the same? And, and hopefully we get where we need to be. Uh. uh.
3: Probably more a bit with Matt. Um, yeah, I say yeah. uh, it. Like sorry, Grizzly. Uh, I think, you know, sometimes you need to, you know, perspectives needed. I mean, I, I was a little bit critical at some points in the first half. I thought our transition from the back to the front could be a bit better. But I think sometimes you have to just hold your hands up and say City defended well. Um, you know, we, we were, this was the last game after a, a heavy, heavy run of fixtures. They were leggy. We played the same team basically game in, game out, you know, and we, we did not look like conceding. They, they didn't have, from what I can think, one good chance in the first half. I think we tried to catch them cold first 10 minutes. They defended well. They got their game going for, for sort of the next 20. We played well. And then the last sort of five minutes, of the first half, it was just just fizzled out. In um, the second half, I was quite content at that point to just to keep them quiet, um, you know, and see, and see a draw out and then maybe get a sucker punch. But I, I, was, I was more than happy at half time. Well,
2: that's what
3: I said. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Grid said, apparently. <laughs> um, I, I don't think
2: it was... No, it's
1: okay, you can be with Matt. Okay, uh, I told you, Grids. They're ganging right. up on you. I think it's fucking terrible. Um, <laughs> listen, a, a couple of people have said here, right? Um, one of them, sorry, has said, we got away with one today. Um, you know, they should have had three pens. They got one. Um, Fuck off. I <laughs>
2: know.
1: No, you know what? Let, let's move along into the second half. I think we started the second half really well. Um, I, I think there's an extra step. You know, there's an extra yard in us and I, I'm thinking early on, if we get one up here, we could we 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 get them we get them to come out, and then we 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 try fucking expose them. Um, Matt, the first ten 10 10-15 minutes of the second half, I thought I thought we had a better side. Um, did you feel the same? Did you think oh, there might be one coming here?
4: <clears throat> yeah I mean I, Didn't we play well The first half as well <laughs> I can't even remember the game I, I, think, I think we
1: did play uh, <laughs> I think we did play well The first half I just thought There was just something about us In the fourth, Probably 10 yeah, minutes The it, second half
4: Nah, Yeah you're right It was building The, the only uh, the only worry Was they, they were getting uh, Breaks And then they had A couple of little spells But we, it was building That we would get something I thought we were going New as well But I mean it's, It is what it is we are where we are. Um, the team's got through that bunch of fixtures and I'm absolutely fine with how we're playing at the moment. We're saving legs for later in the season. If we can uh, play well and nick a goal against City, great. If we if we keep the draw, then I'm absolutely fine with it. I've got no issues.
1: Yeah, I've, I've no issues either. I I said it before, we take a point and we, we get out of it and we, we don't lose any ground. Marty, um, let's move it on because I think it's... It, Oh, do you know what I want to do? I want to go to a, a, a double save by Allison Marty. Do you want to have a word about that? Because I thought he was exceptional during the week against Napoli. I thought he was really good. He made saves. He, he, he was commanding. He was very good. He was a man of the match for us on Wednesday. He played well today, Marty, didn't he? He shows his value again today.
3: Yeah, yeah, he really did. I think what the big thing is, as well as just making the saves, I think what he does is he... he you know, he kind of flows confidence throughout the team. I mean, you think back to when we had Mignolet in goal um, and you just knew, you know, he couldn't withstand pressure. If we were in a game like City where we had to sit back for, you know, 20, 25, 30 minutes and soak up some pressure and you know you're going to need a goalkeeper to get a result against City, it's it's, it's inevitable. Um, and I think he's just, he, I think he's, he's absolutely brilliant. You know, he's he's got everything. Um yeah, you know, I thought even his distribution today was really good. He picked some really nice passes. Um, the double save was, yeah, it was really, really good. Um, you, you think last time, and uh, sorry, Matt, to bring up Carius, but you know, you think last time we played, played them last season. You know, Karius let Sane in on the near post. Shots fine. Um, you know, Mares tried to catch him, and it was a, he got down quick. Really good save. Um uh, this like I said, yeah. <laughs> and like I said, he. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he, he he's absolutely brilliant. I think he's he's really justifying his price tag in the last couple of games. He's kept us in it. Like Napoli was, couldn't do nothing about the last goal. But um, I think even when you look at the penalty, he went the right way. And I think you know he, he's he's such a big unit that Mares has thought. You know, I need to get this top corner, and that's kind of what's made him miss. I think I think he's brilliant. Like he's a, he's an absolute tank. Yeah, yeah.
1: Do you know something? Um... Let's get to the penalty, right? Um, because I'm dying to get to it. Uh, Ma, it's a penalty all day. That's the thing. thing. Um, Virgil van Dijk actually admits it afterwards in a in a interview. He actually tells the referee after the game as well. Yeah, you got that right. It was a penalty. Um, but Marais, it looks like he was the the, the man. You know, assigned to taking the penalty. That was the plan. Although Gabriel Jesus seemed to be having a word on him. How much does Alisson get into his head, like Marty said, as such a big lad? And another show, out actually, um, to, um, John Actionbrook, um, on Sky afterwards, there's footage of him where he's standing and he's telling Allison where this penalty is gone. Um, but how much does Allison get into his head, man? You know, he's—he's a he's, uh, yeah. He just said it's going over the bar. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but, uh, but but standing there, He's just standing there, just standing there,
1: there going just. <laughs> <laughs> Actor just pointing at the upper upper half road and going, "It's going there, kid. Don't worry about it." But you uh, know, but help like says don't um, You can you can ob- you can overdo it with goalkeepers, but.
4: Marley's would do with asking the fucking question. No, no. What I'm gonna to say is, I watched Marley's
1: take plenty of penalties, right? I've watched him take penalty, plenty of penalties, and a lot of them are whipped, <coughs> and they're probably halfway up the net, left or right. Does he get into his head there, and he thinks I have to put this high and hard, and virtually in the fucking postage stamp, or, or this isn't going in? Is he is he that much in his head? <laughs>
4: uh, okay. Firstly, Lov- uh, Van Dijk only caused that uh, penalty because Lovren was playing. Secondly, I was watching. I was watching Allison as uh, Mars was standing there, and I thought, "Fuck you now! He looks massive. He was slapping the bar. He was jumping around. He was moving side to side. Did he get turned on
2: when slapping the bar?
4: cool <laughs> um yeah, and I just thought, "Fuck! He, he looks real big there. We've, he's got a chance of saving this. So yeah, if I'm thinking it, watching the TV, then of course he's thinking it as well as, it, as he's running up to take it. <clears throat> and as Marty said, he goes the right way." If it's if it's not right in the, underneath the bar, that's getting saved. He's got his hand up high and he, he's right over. He's fully committed to that dive. So the only place he could have put it is right in the bar, and he's gone for it and he and he's absolutely skied it.
1: Yeah, no, he, he has skied it, and like I couldn't believe, like when when I seen him come up to the penalty, I'm thinking Alison's gonna have to get into one of the corners here, probably you know two or three feet off the ground where it, that's where he usually puts them. And I couldn't believe he went for that power and, and, you know, trying to pull up that fucking high in the goal. Grizz, um Andy's here and he wants to know what you thought of Lovren during the game because he's been mentioned a couple of times on the chat here and Matt blamed him for a fan of and uh, Leroy Sané. So I just wanted to see what you thought of Lovren coming yeah, back. And, the, and probably second part of the question, um, if Trent comes back into the team, does does Gomez keep his place?
2: Well, it's a, it's a mad shout trying to blame Lovren for... Van Dyke going uh, sort of going to ground, you know, in the 85th minute. It's just one of those mad shots that only Matt does. But listen, we move on from that. Which side I of the goal was it? I thought Lovren. I thought Lovren on the whole after a tentative start. I thought oh, Lovren on the whole very uh, um, good. Um, considering is it his first? Is it his first start in the league, lads?
3: Anyone help me? League, yeah, yeah. league. Yeah, he played Carabao yeah, capacity, but
2: yeah, so first league start against. Probably one of the best attacking teams uh, in Europe you'd say and and you know it looked like he's not been away um, you know I thought him and Van Dijk carried on their excellent partnership that they showed near the end of the last season but Gomez um, Gomez has been immense so the pressure really was on Lovren to perform Gomez has been for me Gomez has been this season without a doubt so in that aspect Lovren, Lovren can sort of um, uh, wasn't bad at all. I don't think Lovren was an issue at all. In terms of the goalkeeper, I agree with both of them. Fucking Alisson, seeing Alisson in the goal was like, it's, it's pretty daunting. The, the lad covers.
1: It was like seeing know. a big goalkeeper in goal, wasn't
2: it? It's mad. And you're right. Morris wanted to sort of blast that into the top bins, you know what I mean? And he sort of, he knew if he sort of tries to place it, this fucking beast is going to get to it. And, um,
4: he covers the same. He covers the same surface area as you, but he's stretched. Yeah, he's
1: just That's more fine. vertical. He's just more vertical than him, isn't he?
4: Yeah, longer arms are more vertical and less horizontal. Gav, you don't talk about long arms,
2: yeah? <laughs> but listen, but on the sky graphic, if you notice, uh, they showed Mark, a lot of his penalties were to the keeper's left, prized where when uh, oh. when. When John Acterberg was was sh-
0: showing him that he's gonna go to the top right, so but hey, it just shows you what. Well, what's he saying? <laughs> and, and,
1: and he's just trying to walk out with a lot is half. I don't know. What, I don't know why. <laughs> um, but, but but yeah,
2: yeah, go on. But but, but, but yeah, no, I just want to give a shout out to our, our brilliant, excellent goalkeeping coach John, John Acterberg, that gets sort of. The most stupidest fucking stick from people that have never seen him take a training session. Never seen him take a goalkeeping session.
4: Yeah, it's completely unwarranted. There's no evidence yeah. at all for it. It's yeah, ridiculous. Ridicule
2: yeah, yeah, ridicule him for no apparent reason, but it just shows you how hard these analytic coaches, analytic people and coaches work behind the scenes and how much research they do. I blame that cunt for carius I,
0: I blame yeah, I blame, I blame him as well for carius. I blame you for Karius. Come here, Chris, Chris, hold on a minute. Completely What's unwarranted, there? completely unwarranted abuse of John Acterberg,
1: right? Is that, yeah. That's what you said, right? And then and then Matt went, I blame him for carries, and you went, yeah, I blame him as well. <laughs> 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 you're yeah, off your fucking rocker, I swear to God. You're it's, absolutely it's, mental. It's, it is sarcasm. You've uh, got to agree, Matt, because I don't carry on.
2: You, You've got to say, yeah, Matt, I agree. <laughs> Go, Matt,
1: on. Matt, Matt blames him for Moreno and Emery John not signing that contract as well, so <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't go on Matt's on Matt claim about John Actionberg. Um, <laughs> but look, the, pen, the penalty's missed. Matt, I want to come to you because a player comes on the pitch as a substitute later on, and the minute he comes on, you send a message to me going, oh, he's on the pitch, this pod could get interesting, and that was Daniel Sturridge. When he comes on the pitch, Matt, are you thinking, here's my boy now? Four and seven. He's going to make a five and eight. All I need is five more goals out of my own Grizz's Twitter account. Is that what
4: you were thinking straight away? Uh, I wasn't even thinking about the Twitter account. I was thinking That's about the pod, the pod tonight. That's,
2: That's not even a bet. It, it set up treated,
4: perfectly man. for it. him to come on, get a goal, me to gloat my arse, oh, arse off to you lot. Um, oh.
0: Arsehole.
4: <laughs> <I was on. laughs> I'm just going to gloat my arsehole now. Um, Yes, it looks like he was going to do it. Yeah. It was a tough one for him to come on to. I'm happy for him to come on and do them kind of appearances all season long, get his 10, 12 goals, which he will do. And if Klopp's not happy for him to play full games, then fair enough. Bring someone off what, 25 minutes to go, 30 minutes to go, give them a rest, change it up a little bit. Yeah, it's perfect. He's a, he's a great finisher. He'll get you one and two goals all season.
1: Yeah, look, I agree with you to a point. I think if he's coming on like that in, in them games, once a week, 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, I think he's he's an asset. I I just fear for us if, if the likes of Firmino drops and drops fucking off form or gets injured and we're having to rely on Daniel Sturridge on a weekly basis or twice weekly basis. Um, that's yeah, someone's
4: scoring goals like at the rate he... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He scored, he's for he's, scored, no, yeah, he's, he's scoring goals
1: at a rate when he's on the pitch for 10 to 15 minutes. That's that's where he that's where he's going to be best. And look, if you can hand on hand, hold on, no, hold on, hold on. If you if you can hand on her tell me that if Bobby Firmino does a ligament damage tomorrow and he's out for three months, that you're happy with Daniel Sturridge starting for Liverpool Football Club the, uh, on a game by game basis and playing seventy plus minutes every week. If you're if you're confident in that happening and confident in them in giving the numbers that you think you can get fair play to you. I'm not. I've always said I'm not. But I have said if you can keep him fit. I'm playing twenty twenty five minutes every Saturday or you know a bit on a Wednesday and a bit on a Saturday. I'm, I'm more than okay with that. Um, we always get into fucking Daniel stories, don't we? Every single Great point. point
2: yeah.
1: Great point. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Um, I'll stand up for you against these two cons. Um, listen, um, I suppose oh, sure, you know the, the the game. The game it hinges on that penalty, I suppose, and then you know. I think both teams know then a the point is a point. I want to get on to the aftermath of it. Um, Marty, I come to you. Um, you know, it's a home game. We drew a lot of home games last season. I think it was seven. We were unbeaten, but I think we drew seven home games last season. And it cost us, I suppose, well, it cost us points, obviously, but it cost us in, in you know, being secure in that top four and, you know, things like that. But when you look at it as, as, as the outlook you have now, Marty, is eight games in, six wins, um Two draws, one away to Chelsea, one at home to City. We've gone away to sports and we've beaten everyone else that we've had to beat. As you look into this international break now, do you think we have, probably not in Chelsea because they weren't expecting much, but do you think we probably have, the the up, not the upper hand on City, but a little bit of a, a boost when it comes to the outlook of our season and thinking, oh, we've stayed with them and we've played them and we're okay? Or do you think we needed the win today to, to really nail that home?
3: no the, we've done the we've done the we've done the leg work in the Chelsea game the Spurs game uh, the Southampton game to be able to give us that opportunity to to perhaps not win the game today um i think you've just got to look at who we've played as i've just mentioned you know you look at city who city have played arsenal away and now us at home um you know chelsea have played arsenal and us um i think if you look at it we've Arguably, had the the hardest fixtures so far out of the top top four, top six, I'm going to call it. Um, so I think for us, I, I I think I don't think it gives either of us the, the upper hand. To be perfectly honest with you, I think both would have taken a draw for various reasons. You know, I think for us, we like I said, we had a hunting a few fixtures. You know, we were leggy. It, you know, that game could have been a, a real tough one. And I think for City as well, you know this is probably their hardest fixture of the season, Anfield away. They've got it out of the way. They didn't get beat. Um, so I think both teams have got a, a real positive reason to to move forward with a draw. Um, I, I think when it comes to City-Liverpool, I think home and away kind of goes out of the window, not purely for the fact that Man City have only got three fans, but also for the fact that they just play the same both ways. you know. And I think for us this season I think City away Could be a, a, a bigger point A bigger chance For us to get three points Off the season at home um, I think they'll come out And play their game And I think that'll suit us So um, you know, Like I said Moving forward I think both teams Will, will, will be positive After after this result And they We've got Us We've got a really Favourable run in now Up to Christmas So All good
1: Did am- we saw their boss out? Oh. No, I'll tell you what happened, um, they, they installed 26 and, Ultra HD cameras and they, nobody t- showed up. They just drove the bus in, there was no one fucking there, it was, uh, look, that whole thing all week about the bus, it was fucking outrageous to be perfectly honest with you. Imagine like them, they, they've
4: catching never them stopped.
1: cameras catching
4: Andy. But, well
1: Andy couldn't have been caught this time because Andy was confirmed <laughs> as in the and still on Rose and the nice road. Imagine the HD kickoff. salad hand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> HD, HD jazz hand. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
4: you'll
1: see them coming up on screen there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Matt, you love, you love to look into the um, into players and, and how how to perform and how they might get on and different things like that, because you, you you genuinely do. You like to look at where players might fit in and stuff like that. Um, there's a question come up there, and it's, it, it, I suppose it's it's Fabinho, and I, I know it's being discussed over and over, but with this international break now, and I think Klopp looking at these first eight games, get out, out of the way, can you see Fabino coming in and playing a much more prominent part now with these... Fourth block of games out of the way I suppose
4: it's so difficult Um, it depends how our players come back from international duty generally three of them get injured so it depends which three it is Um, if Milner's injury is bad then yeah I can see it uh, other than that you just never know with Klopp it's tough the team looks like it it, it could do with something especially the midfield something to refresh it but then again you look at Jeannie playing the 6 and how well he's playing and you think well we're not really crying out for it um, Cloth, as we've seen with Robertson and Ox we'll just wait and wait and wait until he's happy he's not he doesn't give a shit about uh, pressure from the media from online from the owners from anyone from the players no one at all he will do it when he's ready and for us as fans looking in when we can't even see the the training schedule or how he's playing or how he's fitting in, it, it's impossible to guess. It's a, it's a good question, but it's just an absolute close your eyes and throw a dart on the board. It could be next week, it could be Christmas, we just do not know.
3: Yeah,
1: I think you're right. I think, like you said earlier in the pod, it's, it's very hard to double-guess him. It really is, and you can nearly... Nail, you. Know, you you know, you can think all week, no, he'll definitely play, he'll definitely play. And he, he, he could just have a way of playing, and, and he's still not up to it. And Klopp will not. It's like when a player's injured, he has to do a mini pre season, and Klopp doesn't care who you are, bar probably Bobby Firmino. Um, but, Grizz, I'm, like, I was, we were talking about this during the weekend, and the fixture CE have had, specifically CE, I suppose. You know, they, they got away to Arsenal on the first day of the season, Arsenal were all over the shop. They've played us, and the other six games have been the three promoted teams from last season and the three promote teams from this season. Um, surely when we look at these eight against Air 8 we're thinking alright we're level on points but Air 20 probably means a little bit more
2: than Air 20 at this time Yeah it's, it's it's one of those that you've got to look at sort of the overall picture as opposed to the actual points gained if you know what I mean um, I know we've got 20 out of 24 is it 20 out of 24 possible points but I think those 20 points Correct me if I'm wrong i don't I don't think any of you probably know the answer, but I think in the corresponding fixtures last year's in the in the corresponding fixtures last year, I think we're behind sorry, we're ahead, I think that's a positive um look there's no doubt in my mind that we've had the toughest fixtures out of the top four or five teams, and to be in a position where we are, I think bodes well. see the thing is this game was a very
1: um I think I myself have an Arsenal. This, I think ourselves and Arsenal have had the the toughest ones.
2: Yeah, Arsenal have a, have a decent uh, uh, set of tough fixtures, as well. but you know this game. It, 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 I was I was thinking it, it, it's, it's quite a pivotal. It, it was a quite pivotal game. If we'd lost it, see the thing. There's two theories flying about. There's the super fan theory, where look everything's positive. We're not playing well, and it will come good. We're still getting the results, and then you've got the pessimistic fans that are thinking, look. We're getting the points, but we're playing really shit. How long can we get away with this? And I think this kind of just didn't settle any debates on that side, did it? We got a draw. We carry on. We're in a good place. You know, the pessimist, the more pessimistic fan will say, "Look, how long can we not play well for?" Do you know what I mean? It's got to, it's got to, you know, it's got to cost us soon. And then the and then the, and then the positive lads are saying, "We still haven't kicked on, and we're still and we're still top, and we're still unbeaten." So I think the next set of fixtures will. Will go a long way to defining where we're going with this, because even though we've said they're the easier fixtures, we have tended to sometimes struggle against the the, the easier opposition. But look, at the end of the day, I read another thing where it says we haven't conceded a home league goal since February last year. That's fucking some stat, man. I mean, considering you know people criticising how weak we are, Oh, Matt's playing with his emojis again. <laughs> It's found a new toy, but look, considering that we, a lot of people say we're built on quicksand, we're built on sand. You know, I think we've got a decent, no, more than decent, a very good foundation to build on now for that attack to come through.
1: <laughs> okay, um, just to let people know, Matt found a new toy on Skype where you, I think you take screenshots and all sorts of stuff, um, and he thinks it's amazing. Um, l- lads, I want to jump. A little, well, probably a little bit ahead, probably two months ahead. Looking at this squad as it is, um, I was messaging uh, Sean FC earlier and we were just talking about the game and agreeing probably it's a, it's a big point. But we are saying, we felt that between the two of us, we felt that there was just something missing and he reckons we might try bringing in someone in, in January, probably, you know, an, an attacking kind of midfield player. Grizz, um, I'll let you go first on this and try to be short on it, but firstly, um, what's the story with Fekir? Um, and secondly, um, Paqueta, the, the latest sensation that everyone's watched on YouTube and knows everything about him. Um, I know Flamengo is Matt's second team before he comes <laughs> on and says that. But, Grizz, can you see, as the squad sits now, can you see us doing something in January? And I'm only asking that because we've kind of gone through these four-state games thinking, we're just missing something. Probably down to Kate and not. Not firing on all cylinders, but probably just missing that little bit of goil. Can you see us doing something in January, Fekir? Uh,
2: not with Fekir, but I can definitely see us doing something in the attacking uh, department. Um, I think I think it's pretty evident or clear that Klopp was sort of gambling on Lalana's fitness, uh, helping him through this phase, through this uh, maybe you know giving him the last chance. But I think he's given up in terms of sort of relying on Lalana. So, and especially with Ox being out long term, it's 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 pretty clear we we could do with a a Fekir type. Or I don't want to go back to this argument of Coutinho replacement. Um, this this Paquete guy, I've, I don't know nothing about him in terms of how he plays. Matt will sort of fill you in after me. But all the relevant people were told that. Um, Uh, all the relevant people were told in the summer that we are scouting him hard so it's come out now that maybe it's more than scouting but I I do I do think we uh, I do think we try to get sort of that creative Fikir type play in January I, I, I really do think that and it could be pivotal it could be the difference between sort of us Really, really challenging for the title as opposed to sort of settling for second and third. So yeah, I think I think that's the one player one type of player we will target, especially with the emergence of Joe Gomez in centre half. I don't think we'll target centre half now. I think it's definitely the onus will be to find that creative attacking midfielder.
1: Yeah, when you say scouting and then probably more than scouting, I just hope it's not fucking stalking them or something, you know what I mean? I send them mad letters in the post. Um Marty, I'll come to you next because I want to. I want to go to Matt last on this Paquetta lad because he's the expert on on this one. Um, he's told me during the week. So, Marty, Paqueta, do you know want to bear him, or do you think if we are going to sign someone who will be in that area of the pitch? Can you can you see anything else happening? For for me, I think I can see Klein going in January. That that'd be my show on am probably out But can you see anything happening in January? Or do you think we need anything? Are we over hyping this problem? We seem to think we
3: have. Uh. No, I don't think we are really overhyping hyping it. I think it is a problem. Um, I think, you know, you look at it um, and we've had Coutinho. I think we, I certainly underestimated what Ox brought to the team. Um, you know, Lallana in sixteen seventeen. I know obviously at the moment of his injury troubles, he's a bit of a forgotten man. But, you know, in 16-17, Lallana was, I think he was absolutely brilliant. Um, so I think this is the first time we've kind of really lacked having a, what you would call a number ten, an attacking mid, creative player, whatever you want to refer to it as. Um could you use Shakiri there? Possibly. But I don't think that's why he signed him. I don't think that's Shakiri's best position. So for me, I would I, I hope we do go and get somebody. Um you know like I think Grizz said, you know, I think Klopp was hoping Lana might find find some fitness but it's just, you know, I we supposed to be in full training now but you know we'll be barely seen him this season. I know absolutely nothing about Buketa. I don't even know if that's his name, um, but he's Brazilian, so why not? Samba boys, let's do it. Um, but I, I hope we oh, Sorry, half it um, He. Uh, I don't think we'll get Fakir. I don't. I, I think that one's. I think that ship sailed now. Um, I think it'll be someone like that. Um, but I hope it's January. But if not, then it's not. I don't think it's the end of the world.
1: Um, before we go on to our um, UFC chat Because uh, Grizz was running the UFC 229 last night I don't know if anyone knows it But he was um, Before we get on to that um, We've a couple of minutes left Ma, um this guy Paqueta Tell us all about him Tell us what's happening Are we stalking him? Are, what are we doing?
4: Well, I, I think it's pretty much done But the player himself He's an absolute fantastic player Big, powerful, strong, can play the 5, 6, 7, 8. Uh, he's basically, he's he's the Coutinho replacement we've been looking for since Suarez left. Um, he, he's just, he, can he, he's a he, brilliant Can I play the pair? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's trombone. Oh it's rusty lord, one. Yeah, Yeah, <laughs> And it, If we can't get him, then we need to go after, like, uh, Rabbit from France. <laughs> yeah, be good as well
1: what about Ramsey off Arsenal because that seems to be a contract situation where supposedly Liverpool are looking at him
4: Ah, being serious now I'll take Ramsey all day long I, I like him yeah. yeah I don't
1: know I that's don't it. know um, right well listen that's that's basically all about the football and the match and Rabbit from France and Paqueta that we don't know where he's from he's half Brazilian apparently and all that stuff and his new house now the UFC um I wasn't going to talk about this but <laughs> Grizz, Grizz I swear to God you gave me so much entertainment this week I, I swear to God it was so good Grizz, when you found out about UFC right um, when you found out about UFC uh, last um Tuesday um you went from never speaking about it to um knowing all about it and being a, a complete expert on it. How did you find last night? How did it go? Your man done the business.
0: Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. It was a great fight. And your boy got smashed. Is that it? Is that all you've got? I can't got? do
4: this. I can't do it. It's too late.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> My English. Where did you get that from? so good. Where did you get that from? Why did you ju- Why do, why do you think he jumps the cage, Grace? Give us your lowdown. Give us break down that fight for me, just for just for a minute or two.
2: The fight. Look, let's talk about the fight. The fight was. I, I, I got in. I got into UFC last Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? Yeah, bro?
1: Tuesday. Yeah. And you were running Tuesday. the thing. You were running the thing. <laughs> I, by into, I went <laughs> to
2: UFC last Tuesday because um, listeners and viewers will will not be aware of our our WhatsApp group where sort of it's ninety eight percent Irish lads. And um, I was seeing all this hype about Connor and you know how they're going on in it, Matt. They were going on about Connor's going to do this and Connor's doing that. So you know, me being the sort of the non-Irish fella in that group, I thought, well, let me stick up for the other fella. And the other fella only turns out to be Habib. Can't say his second name,
0: right? <laughs> so,
2: so, so Habib. So, so these Irish lads turned Habib into kebab, as they do, right? So. They said that, like, oh, you're only supporting Habib because it sounds like kebab, and you're a fat cunt.
0: All <laughs> right? So, so that got to
2: even more. Right? Tell and the, the truth, though. Tell the truth. When you first
1: went over USC and seeing that you did read it as kebab, went, oh, I'm having some of that
4: yeah I'm not i like
2: this guy it, right? i thought i'm on just he's favorite
4: <laughs> i like the cost yeah. of his chip.
2: So, so he becomes my favorite yeah
1: what do you think your favorite a... you only know two fighters him and kind of a gregor you know fuck no, all else. No, i heard
2: another one on that WhatsApp. Fucking you
4: know, hell! come on tell us what was his one. name oh yeah no,
2: hold on there was another one mentioned a lot oh uh, yeah the quinta a quinta so they were talking about this other fellow called Quinter as well. But I don't know too much about him. So, look, I stuck with the underdog, not underdog, but the guy that wasn't being sort of hyped up. And I thought, okay, now I'm Team Kebab. Yeah. And these lot were Team Connor. And we had shared a lot of banter. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, it was banter. Now, the actual fight was a, was a, was a, was a fucking piss take, wasn't it? He absolutely mauled him to death, right? Literally nearly to death. Smashed the fucking bollocks out of him and fucking Conor needed a whiskey didn't he at the end of it yeah. but look the aftermath no one no one is induced in like sort of um, condoning what happened afterwards it was a disgrace okay Khabib should be fucking banned kicked out stripped of his title do he one I couldn't give two fucks about it yeah I'm just that, you know and people jumped on this bandwagon oh well well suddenly all these morals came out like oh that was so wrong you could have
1: fucking caused this. You could have done that. You could have done you, that. You're just here for the
2: entertainment, Grizz, aren't you? Yeah, it was entertaining. I was there for the entertainment and the banter and the best
0: uh-huh. man. Was-
1: Grizz, um, or sorry, Matt. Um, tell yeah. me this: the the aftermath of the fight is that WWE, um, as Andy tells me, or is it um, is that proper fucking that that's just proper hatred and and it just boiled over? Ah, uh, it's hatred, but it wouldn't
4: have been. He wouldn't have done it. Don't be serious. If- But anyway, he does hate him. But he wouldn't have done it if the UFC wasn't where it is now. Uh, The UFC has led; all roads have led to this. They've let Connor get away with whatever he wants. They've—it's been building basically the bus thing and all this ridiculousness. It's given people fighters now a platform to to push the limits and and get away with what he wants. He went too far. He shouldn't have done it. They're they're both dickheads. At the end of the day, Uh, it was a good fight. Both dickheads. That's what I think.
1: Okay, and Marty, um, yo, I'll give you the final word. Now, how do you feel about Grizz Cam being the head of the UFC as of last Tuesday?
2: I'm the new motherfucking yeah. Donald White.
3: Well, yeah, I'm I don't know. I'm Donald Brown. Dana Brown, yeah. <laughs> I, I like. I, I, <laughs> I'm
0: Dana Brown, motherfucker. I yeah, Grizz has sounded
3: out nicely there, hasn't he? Dana Brown, yeah. Oh, um, God, I don't really
0: know where to go with that. he doesn't know
1: what to say. <laughs> yeah, no, marty has really gone. Go Marty's has got Marty's sitting here going, "What the fuck is going on in this WhatsApp group? <laughs> Why is Grizz talking UFC?" Um, but look, no, we just thought we'd have a little chat about that at the end because Grizz. I don't know where he got. I've never asked him where he got the fucking wig from. Like, he just whipped that out in twelve hours between the between the fight and now. Um, but look, he's one of the kids. The uh, fancy dress thing you popped
2: in my head, it fits on my head, I'm surprised.
1: All right, okay. Well listen, um that's been us. That's been the Fat pack for um, thanks a million for watching. Um as usual I want to give a shout out to Labium who supplies us with our intro music. And I'd like to thank Marty. I'd like to thank Grizz. I'd like to thank Matt for, for joining me tonight. Um, it's been a good laugh. It's a, dec- it's a decent point for Liverpool. Um, <laughs> give it all. Um, we're going to be. We'll be back next week despite low no league game on. We might come back. And Inshallah, do a
2: li- Allah, we'll be back next week.
1: Okay, Inshallah. shut the fuck up. Um, uh, we we'll, we'll be you back next God. week, anyway. Don't worry about it. Um.
0: When you get a ticket for not wearing your seatbelt, it comes from the police and from your mother and your best friend. And your family. We want you to buckle up every trip, every time. Three out of four people ejected from a vehicle in the crash will die. If you won't do it for yourself, do it for us. We like having you around.
3: Click it for ticket. A message from the Michigan Office of Highway Safety Planning. <laughs>